This week on Wellness and Wonder, Francesca and I go deep. It's time. It's all about sex. And we're speaking with sex expert and psychological educator Alejandra from the Fifth House. Come and join in the conversation. Well, welcome back to another episode of Wellness and Wonder. We have one super episode for you today. I am Paris Avet. Hello, I'm Francesca D'Amico, and today's topic is about sex. Sex is one of the greatest motivational forces in life. So we're going to go through sexual energies that uh, is important to underline the fact that a sexual energy is a kind to creative energy and it can be harnessed uh, and transformed to help us in other areas of our life, such as fitness, art and many other things. So um, channeling that energy can bring us a new life in a spiritual and energetical way, uh, energetical sense too. So this transformation is called the sexual transmutation and uh, it may be just what we need for our next big project. So today we are going to interview Alejandra. Um, we're going to talk about se- sexual energies and taboos. Uh, just to remind us and to remind you that it is a life energy sex. So Alejandra, welcome to Wellness and Wonder. through this topic please of course hi Francesca in Paris thanks so much for having me on um well my name is Alejandra and I am half British half Venezuelan I currently am living sort of everywhere and nowhere in Europe at the moment due to the pandemic but um I am a trained uh, sex educator with a background in psychology and I've launched the platform the fifth house which is a collaborative platform for everything sex positive education um, through media, literature, art, music, just to make, um, just to insert sex back into culture so that it becomes less of a taboo and an easier topic for all of us to understand and less scary, which I think is the problem at the moment. Um, we all get yes. to around the word sex or vagina or penis. And, you know, these are really natural things. And like you were saying, um about sexual energy it really can manifest itself in different areas of your life yes and to discover our sexual energy can give us life because many people have seen sex as a dark force somehow but it is actually part of our spirituality part of who we are part of our energy it is the motivational force in life so Alejandra thank you so much for being with us um I would say that uh, um, to start this amazing episode, we can talk about how sexual impulses control so much of what we do, of how we act, and the choices that we make also are influenced by our sexual energy. But if not properly harnessed, they can lead to great distraction. So what would you say, Alejandra? I totally, totally agree with you. And I think that sex is such an important part of our lives and it's the one aspect that none of us focuses on. We don't pay any attention to it as we would our diet, our fitness, our mental health. Um, We kind of just expected to know what to do and expected to know how to feel in these situations, but we never taught anything about it. Um, But it's so important because this is basically 
how we release energy and how we connect with other people interpersonally. Um, and it's also amazing that our own bodies are able to create this insane amount of pleasure. We are also creating this for ourselves. So the better we learn about it, the more we're able to control it, manifest it, and use it to guide other parts of our of our world and our life. Like you said as well, um, if it's not directed properly, many things like negative things can come from it as well. Shame and stress can manifest through our genitals. Um, vaginismus, which is like pain during penetration, if you if you're using a toy or even inserting a tampon, um, we can experience pain from that. Um, just from some stress factors, external factors that are going on in our life, erectile dysfunction for penis owners as well. Um, so if we're not really focusing on channeling our energy on getting this better, um, you know, it can really manifest physically and into our sex lives. You set up this platform that really delves into the education behind sex, because I've always said that you know, respectfully, sex is one of the greatest gifts that we have as consenting adults, you know, to be able to have this at no cost, you know, with the person that you choose. And it's, it's such a wonderful thing. And how do you approach, what was your inspiration behind the fifth house? You know, how did this come around to realize that, you know, you need to make this your work to establish this, this kind of education within that on something that technically should be so natural? Exactly. Um, that's a good question because there was obviously a few kind of things that led me into, first of all, it's completely my passion, but I think because um, as I was growing up, me and my family moved around to a lot of countries. So I am half British, half Venezuelan, then um, we lived in Southeast Asia, Australia, the Middle East, uh, Europe, um, and witness all these amazing, beautiful cultures. But the one thing that I realized that was the same in every single culture was the shame around sex. There was not one culture that embraced it, that didn't shame it, especially for women. Um, so that really got me thinking, like sex education really has to be a positive thing. It needs to be more about pleasure rather than anatomy or STIs, which are really scary. Um, so we need to change the conversation around that. And obviously with my background in psychology, uh, this is where I kind of funneled my attention. Sex is a mode of communication that transcends uh, even the intellectual and emotional realms of human interaction. Uh, yes, 100%. I mean, our brain is one of our most powerful sex organs. I really, really believe that. I think if, if you can't connect emotionally, then it's not gonna translate through in the bedroom either. And I think sex is so important spiritually. Um, of course, it depends what your um, definition of spirituality means, but I think what, what we could say is sexual energies is extremely important. Sex is not just sex. Maybe you can have sex without love, but sex is not just sex, I think. Maybe you guys agree with me. Um, so I think that when you have a sexual experience with someone like a, it doesn't matter who, it could be a casual partner, it could be a one night stand, it could be a long-term partner that you like continuously have sex with. 
um, it might not be a romantic occasion, but you are always exchanging sexual energies. And when you do that, you're releasing a hormone called oxytocin, which is um, oxytocin, which is associated with bonding and pleasure. So immediately when you're having this reaction and interaction between two people or three people or four people, um, you are immediately bonding on a different level. You're sharing in your energies. So, so you said something very important there. You said two, three, four people. So let's go into that because I know, you know, if you don't mind me speaking for you, Francesca, we are very much, you know, one person, you know, energies. We we are not into the concept of sharing. And, you know, we, I guess, coming from very religious backgrounds, you know, both of us coming from cultural backgrounds, you know, from a Caribbean background to, you know, a heavy Catholic Italian yeah. background, we come from the land of you have your person now of course in the caribbean they're a little more free and also having cuban in my blood you know there's a tropicality sensuality in there but you speak about multiple partners so let's talk about that let's open that conversation how does in your in your professional stance when you talk about that what does that mean how does that look because i guess it doesn't always mean deceit does it no the one the most important thing when you're opening it up is communication and boundaries 100% like I cannot stress that enough because I mean even in a monogamous relationship communication is key so imagine throwing in two three four more people into the equation um like it's just expected even more even if you're just having a casual relationship um you just started dating someone for example um and you're not at that moment where you're saying, are we exclusive? Are we not exclusive? And everyone's just kind of open to what, what they want. You still need to communicate um, for safety. For example, are you wearing protection? Are you not wearing protection with this person, but with the other people you are? You know, you always have to discuss these things. And also emotional, um, emotion is always going to be in place. So maybe one person might get more attached, the other might not. So it's so important to set your boundaries and set your boundaries from the beginning uh, by saying, this is what I'm comfortable with. Um, I'm, because sex is such a broad term, right? So sex could mean like, are you okay with me kissing someone else? Maybe that's a yes or a no. Uh, are you okay with me sleeping with someone else? Like you need to like gauge where the boundaries are. Um, and yeah, open relationships require a lot of that. That's why I believe sex, uh, it's uh, important also spiritually because when we feel comfortable to communicate sexual desires or sexual uh, inner desires, um, it's important to communicate. So it can help us discovering the sexuality we have within us to communicate better, even in, in our daily life. Yeah, 100%. And also when you are sharing different partners, you are sharing different parts of you and different sides of you um which you might not be necessarily doing with the same partner every time sure you can mix it up and it'll get better or different or but when you're sharing experiences with different partners you're always sharing a different part of yourself and you're receiving energy from a different person so you know this can be a plus it can be a positive to a relationship 
people sex has many purposes. So on the surface, um, it offers a physical pleasure and release, but that's not all because sex also helps help partners connect emotionally, building intimacy and trust. So some people even go a step further and view sex as not just physical, emotional experience, but as a spiritual one too. So maybe these uh, gathers of many people together as a spiritual purpose. Agree with you. Um, in spiritual, what do you mean by spirituality when you're speaking about connecting? I say that uh, spiritual sex, in terms of uh, um, that, some people consider um, consider it to actively um, connected to their religious practice. So even a moment in silence can be sexual uh, because it is a spiritual uh, sexual moment. So it's because it's about the energy. So it's like tantric yeah. uh, moments. Uh, Mantra sex, which I find it very fascinating, is about being silent, connecting to the other person spiritually and sexually at the same time. Yeah, and that bonding connection can take you even further there. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the five love love languages, but there's also um, your erotic blueprint, which is um, created by a sexologist called Jaya. And she explains how there's um, different ways of communicating your sexuality. One might be um, through kink, another one might be um, energetic, which is what you're talking about, spirituality. And people with this form um, who recognize themselves as an energetic lover, they they find themselves connecting through touch, um, not even physical touch, but just being in each other's vicinities, sharing, one thing about this is that sometimes because it's so transcendent, um, you have a hard time also trying to explain this and convey it to your partner. So this is one one thing like like you said, tantric practices can definitely take you there to another to another dimension. Wow, you were talking about five love languages, Alejandra. What is it about? Can you tell us? Sure. So let me see if I can remember them off the top of my head. There's the um, uh, the energetic, which is the one that I was telling you about. The yeah. sexual one, the sexual lover, which is the one that I identify as, um, sort of. Um, but the sexual is basically people who are very much into the body, the genitals. You can get turned on from zero to 60 like that. Um, the only thing is that it might be harmful to have sex with other people who are not sex, um, you know, sexual lovers because it, sometimes it's not just not even about the journey it's just about start to finish um then you have the kink which is things that um things that can turn you on can sometimes be um things like bondage play um whips leather all this kind of things um the down the shadow side to that is that um a lot of times it comes with a lot of shame because people don't um, people don't understand it so much. So if you were to come as a kink person to a vanilla, they call it, um, sexual partner, you might have a lot of uh, you might have a hard time trying to bring this up and and gelling on the same on the same level. Um, but often kink lovers can be very creative because you you step outside of boundaries a lot of the time. Um, yeah, and you, you get off on naughty things or things that you shouldn't be doing so that's that's a very uh, kink trait yeah i would say that the psychological side of being naughty together sexually i think is very important because if we are not naughty together in 
in our intimacy, then we become naughty. With naughty, I mean against the rules in life. Yeah. So it actually yeah. can help us to follow the rules of a good life, being naughty in intimacy. A hundred percent, and that's exactly what fantasies are all about. Like um, fantasies are things that you normally wouldn't take outside of your head, or or you wouldn't play into real life. But in the bedroom, you can express it in a certain way. Um, yeah, and it can fulfill you sexually without having to take it outside. It's also the name they've given it, isn't it? Like kink, you know, and of course, you know, kink would be in a straight line, you know, a, a break, and as you say, you know, that's, that's something that probably definitely needs to be readdressed, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. So for, for many people, it's very difficult to uh, rediscover this uh, sexual energy, which is the best advice as a psychologist of sex. Alejandra, would you give to people to, to rediscover their sexuality force, which is very important for anything we do in life? So there's a few things in this question, because at the moment, as you know, we're all going through this pandemic and lockdown. And we've all been extremely touch deprived recently. Um, well, especially those of us who aren't in relationships or living with a partner. Um, so one thing that I really recommend is finding ways to access that touch. This could be in a form of going to get a massage or getting even a manicure or you know hugging someone, being close to a pet because touch and hugs, like even if you just linger on a little bit longer with a hug with your best friend or somebody you might like, this has so many benefits for us. Um, and what yeah. about what about without sex without the touch? So being connected online to people, uh, so awakening our mind, our sexual mind, widening our imagination. Would you say that is the same thing? So without the touch. Would you say 100%. that is percent And I think people in long distance relationships would be able to, would back you up with, with this, what you're saying. But um, there's definitely, now that we are living in this age of like um, dating apps and Zoom and Skype and FaceTime and all of that, this is a really great way to start practicing consensually, like um, flirting online or, you know, getting, talking dirty, sexting, um, sending nudes, Obviously, if you're sending news to someone that you don't really know, you want to make sure that you don't have your face in the picture. And there's obviously a few different kind of rules that you can follow with that. Uh, so I'm only encouraging this if it's if it's 100% consensual. But this is a great way to also make yourself feel sexy because if you're not getting um, external stimulations, then I personally find it a real turn on when I'm taking a nude for someone because then I'm like oh, I look good like this, or, you know, it's really great for the body confidence. Um, and also to jump into the unknown, because sometimes when we uh, get flirty online and we don't know the person very well, we jump into the unknown. And that's when we actually unblock the boundaries sometimes, mm -hmm. because uh, sometimes we feel judged, sometimes we feel prejudice against the person we are talking to. And so we don't really open ourselves. So this online world, uh, it's... Uh, opening our mind even in a sexual way so breaking the boundaries 
Yeah, I think it could be a safe way to explore that because you have um, less of a chance of getting judged, as you said. Um, and if you want to wrap it up, you can easily finish and close off what you're saying or doing um, with very little harm to, to yourself or anyone else. So yeah, it's definitely a great way to explore your sexuality. Um, and also you can be speaking to, to multiple people at a time and, and, and enjoy different kinds of reactions and interactions with people. So I would definitely make, make use of technology that we have at the moment. Do you think that the technology we have has also had an adverse reaction to, to sexuality? Because it's, do you not think it's slightly also taken the depth out of it? It's, it's maybe made it a little too accessible. What do you feel about that? It's definitely a double-sided coin. Is that the expression? Double-edged right. sword? Yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. So the benefits are definitely there for people who are wanting to connect and are not able to physically or in the same physical space. But for those of us who are literally sitting on Tinder all day, swiping left, right, and then you know never actually connecting with anyone because we have so much choice, like there's such an abundance of choice we don't even know what to do with anymore. Um, we almost get too picky. Mm. And, and then of course we have the instant gratification of porn, which is so readily available. Um, and I'm definitely not bashing porn because I think it's a really, really great tool for um, exploration. Yeah. Sexual exploration, me and my personal journey, I've definitely yeah. used that to benefit. But, um, um it can also have that side of way too easily readily available because obviously you know we have many insecurities in in the bedroom and if we just turn on a laptop the person on the screen is not going to judge us they're not going to tell us you came too quickly but they're not going to tell us um you're not big enough they're not going to tell us you, know, you look too fat so it's such an easy out to to just use that as a as an easy way to to get off and so then we forget maybe how to interact IRL in real life. And I think it also makes makes people look at, you know, part of what I love about intimacy and, and the whole world of sex around us is that it's something you build and you learn together. You take that time in, you know, on a more tantric, sacred energy, you know, you take that time to explore them avenues together you take that time to master each other's body and constantly learn new things but now with this swipe left swipe right culture it almost becomes disposable you know again not bashing it as you say there's such a powerful yeah. thing to it but that want to fight is slightly you know diminished that want to go but you know it's really good here you know that yeah that energy exactly. is slightly challenged isn't it because they go oh I wonder what you know he's showing or whatever yeah, exactly. It's just, as you said, disposable is totally the word. Um, and I just want to reiterate the this kind of like casual sex culture as well, where we can make it less so now to the pandemic, but you know, I'm sure this is still happening a lot. Um, but, you know, sex is really an, an energetic experience, whether it's just the one night stand or, or a casual person. So we really have to be careful because we're not just coming in there as animals who are coming in there with our bodies and our genitals. No, we're also coming in with our good day, our bad day, our emotions, our feelings, yes. um, our expectations, our experiences, maybe our fear. Um, and so, yeah, maybe sex 
can happen without love, but it cannot happen without the exchange of energies. So yeah. this is where we have to be really, really careful and consider, consider what experience we've just gone through. Um, because it is nice to go through different experiences. But as you said, Alejandra, thank you for reminding us again, is that we are made of energy. So if we have sex also with random people all the time, if we want to explore um, going further too much, we just give our energies to strangers and then we feel lonely even more than before. So sometimes sex, it's a, it, it is, I would call it holy sex. It's a sacral moment also. It's not just about having sex with many people just because of the sake of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, like you said, if we, we can come away from an experience feeling, if it's not honored properly, feeling lonely or unfulfilled because we're pretending to separate the physical body with the emotional energy and it's, it's just not gonna happen, you know? Yeah. And it's what we talk about week after week is, you know, knowing your worth. And as you said, it's, because we haven't had this education and this inspiration to master ourselves and demand our own pleasure that there is now i think they call it the orgasm gap isn't it they're calling it at the moment yeah where they're saying that because as a lot of the time as a gender you know we haven't been taught what our true pleasure feels like you know it's not something that's oh well you know we find our pleasure and we get on with it there's now such a massive gap and where we haven't been taught to demand that pleasure so there's this almost disparity between demanding pleasure knowing our own pleasure knowing the pleasure we do deserve is there anything that you would say to recommend let's say someone younger watching this how can we encourage them to understand their worth in pleasure understand how much pleasure can be in their life yeah, well, um, I totally agree with you. And I think this is definitely more prevalent um, with women or vulva owners. Um, and as you mentioned, the orgasm gap, it's, it's real, it's very real. Um, Durex did a survey um, which mentioned that 20% of women don't orgasm or can't even reach orgasm compared to 2% of men. Um, and three out of four times when we have sex, we can't even reach orgasm. Because just as a reminder, most women cannot reach orgasm through penetration alone. We need clitoral stimulation. And porn does not show that. Porn just shows like guys jackhammering us and, and false fake orgasms and screaming as if we're like in crazy ecstasy. But this is just not the truth. Also, Hollywood movies show this as well. So. Yeah, it's not a surprise why people don't know that. Um, especially, you know, teenagers growing up, they see it on TV, they see it on porn, so they're like, okay, that's what women was like. And we can't blame them because we're not teaching them anything any differently, right? Um, but yeah, it's been made especially difficult for women just because historically, like, not only the orgasm gap, but like the research in female pleasure gap, you know, I think in the 16th century it was um, men realized when they were when they were doing research on the ovum that to in order to give birth or to reproduce um, arousal doesn't have to be part of the equation. So from that moment on, um, men just kind of concluded that there was little reason to, to pay attention to female pleasure and libido. And from there, men have men historically have been deciding and 
what research should be done, what pleasure means for women, and we don't really have the say in our own pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah, as I think the question was, what would you say to people now, right? And I think it's super, super important to super. look at yourself, look yeah. at your gender, touch yourself, see what you really like and see what you don't like. Um, it's like being able to love someone, we have to love ourselves. So discover your own pleasure before expecting someone to give you pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know from my own personal <coughs> experience, I didn't have an orgasm until I was 23 years old. Um, and that is because I was just so ashamed to touch myself, uh, to touch my vulva, to, to feel what it was like Play with my clitoris um and so i couldn't bring myself to orgasm how is anyone else going to bring me to orgasm yes right? completely in fact communication communicating to our inner uh, voice is also fundamental as alessandra said yeah totally so it's just i mean practicing on yourself touch yourself love yourself see what you've feel yeah just figure out what you really enjoy and that way as you said you can communicate it with with whoever you share your next experience with also because there is no limit in the things that we can channel our sexual energy into and sexual transmutation offers us the ability to harness this powerful creative energy for anything we are looking to accomplish so while while we when we discover this energy we can discover so much more of life. Exactly, and feeling sexually confident in ourselves, um, believe me, it will translate through other parts of your world. You will feel, as a woman, you'll feel stronger, stronger, you'll feel more powerful. You can take this into your work, you can take this into your friendships. Um, you'll just be more confident. You'll be, you know, standing up straight, straighter, looking straight ahead instead of, you know, having your spine curved and looking at the floor. It just, yeah, changes your aura completely. If you're able to find um, sexual practices that you feel safe, um, safe in, and with people you feel safe with. So that comes again back to making sure you set clear boundaries with whoever you are um, going to share the connection with. In my personal, level as you said alessandra i'm thinking about how did i did i discover my sexual energy for me it was about the senses so i started painting touching things touching the mm -hmm. colors with my hands uh, getting dirty with colors or with food yeah. cooking and smelling things so awakening our senses along these experiences can help us to uh, awake our libido too would you say that yeah so it sounds like you are um your erotic love language is sensuality, which is all based on touch. Anything as simple as like, you know, feeling, you know, cloth play. So feeling silk when you're in the bedroom or, you know, smelling a certain smell, a candle or um, music. Listening to music is a very powerful one. I have a friend who actually, she, uh, we were in a house and she listened to this crazy song. She rushed off to the bathroom. She came back and she was like, oh my god is it possible to have an orgasm from a song and I was like 
Yes, and wow, well done yeah. for getting it. So yes, sensuality is definitely an erotic la language. Um, and if you know that that is your language, so great to embrace it and play and experiment with things like, yeah, sheets, maybe feathers, maybe, you know, candle wax, heat, heat play, smells. You can get lubrication that has smells and tastes, you know, for your yeah. dildo, for your partner's um, penis. So yeah, so many things to experiment with that. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's not only about the act of sex. It's about the, the phase before and the phase after. So people should look at it in a, very, in a more romantic way, in a, if I can say, in a more creative way, and play around it. It's not just about having sex in the right moment. Totally. And this is a term, there's a term called aftercare. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it comes up. Um, it was kind of brought up through the BDSM scene because you have, um, you can get quite hardcore scenes. So scenes are basically, um, is the moment when you're playing or experimenting or having sexual intercourse with, with a person. These are called scenes in the BDSM world. And once you finish these scenes, you're constantly practicing consent during, um, is this okay for you? Um, harder, stronger, give me a sign, whatever. And then once you've finished your scene, you come to aftercare. And I think aftercare is something that you definitely, that we as vanilla people um, should, should bring through and carry out as a ritual in our sexual lives because aftercare is so important. And I want to stress this again, uh, long-term relationship, casual relationship, one night stand, keep that energy that you've just had and sit in it and enjoy it. And it can be anything from like, okay, let's put on a song together um, and cuddle each other. And then I'll leave instead of like, boom, boom, let's go. I'm, I'm out, bye. Just spend that extra half hour or 20 minutes afterwards enjoying each other's company, reveling in the energy that you've just like created together. Um, listen to a song, smoke a cigarette together if that's what you do. Listen you know? to the wind, to the, to the leaves yeah. from the wind before you kiss. Like just explore the surrounding. Yeah. yeah, just sit in that moment. And that really, really does provide comfort because you've just gone through something really intimate together. It's nice to honor that. Also, doesn't it? It's like a, the Greek word for orgasm means mini death. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, you know, and that's the point that, you know, you've had, you shared that together. You've, you've had a mini death together. So naturally, yeah, you know, that's it's amazing. Like, Paris, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's, that's apparently what it actually means in Greek is mini death. Yeah, so, I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, isn't it? Like we, we do that. Yes. Out of yes. Wow. Yes. I know. And sometimes we have multiple mini deaths. It's a rebirth at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. it's like we, we, something is dying, but something is uh, um, awakening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. Well, this is amazing. Well, what an episode we have today. Alejandra, we're going to have to have you back because, you know, this is something yeah. that often Francesca and I, we go through on Wellness and Wonder because we are such passionate ladies and we're such central ladies. You know, it's... Uh, so wonderful to speak to an expert like yourself who can just give us all this insight on something that is yeah as I always say is available to all of us daily but understand the deeper complexities of it and just how much magic it, it can be and what we all share so before we end each episode we go through our kind of closing thoughts of the episode so Alejandra do you have any closing thoughts something that you just 
you feel you should share before we close? Is there anything you feel? This is statement time. Huh? Statement time. We all say what we think regarding mm-hmm. sexual energies. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys, what does um, sex or intimacy mean for you? And uh, what's really interesting is how you guys all said that you came from like Catholic religious backgrounds and that definitely plays a huge part into um into our own sexuality it comes we bring it right through from our childhood all the way to today right so i want to see i would like to know how that's played a part for you guys sexually so for me a lot of the time where where i really kind of felt my power I, i say my sexual power my sexual energy was from you know being the only woman in a very male-dominated industry, I, I, I understood what desire was very early. So mm-hmm. with that, there was, I learned a power that we, I think all of us have as women that I was like, wow, okay, I, I kind of like this, this yeah. feeling, but then I tapped into it. It didn't send me to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adventurous at all. It actually helped me understand, well, if I can feel this from people I don't know, what can I feel with someone I chose? So mm. my favorite thing, and I always say what kind of decided, particularly, you know, with the gentleman I'm with, is that I want to want you with my eyes closed. So there's a, a general energy that that is that. almost unspoken before even the word suggested, you know, there's a look and you know what time it is, you know, it could be, you know, and it's so many things, you know, just from dancing to playing music on your phone, you know, there's so much in the practice that it's not just as simple as, as you say, Jack Cameron and done. That's probably the (laughs) furthest thing it is for me. It's a, it's a full dance that we've definitely practiced and come together. So for me, it's, it's, very a very central very sacred thing but something that I take very seriously uh, because I think it's it's everything it's everything uh, especially I think there's it's a power that as you so I think we're not given as women to to have and I think what it does for our spirit and energy to um, play off of that power with our person is wonderful you know so to to know that you have that desire you know tell or share you have the desire and, and you know work through it it's, it's it's amazing so that's personally myself it's it's understanding the the desire and the power of desire I love that and I also love especially um as a woman coming up through a male-dominated business that you recognize desire from an early point on yeah I was about 15 and you know being desired oh, wow. by men a lot older than me and I have to I used right. to have to often say like put a pause in that because you know for yeah. me, my parents taught me you know that's not going to get you anywhere if you if you, you yeah. know, entertain that so it was to the point I almost found it funny you know I was like oh <laughs> yeah. you know you'd see the hey 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 I'm like, okay <laughs> thank you but you know, I wasn't. You know, we weren't. I wasn't getting dressed or particularly sexy for them. I was doing it for myself. So, right. and I think that's. So there's always been a healthy connection to me constantly turning away. You know, sexual advances, but also understanding how I can. There's a certain power in the person that I did choose that mm-hmm. because you ticked all these boxes that I desired. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and there's something super sexy about that too completely like you know even you know knowing that there's other people around that would necessarily desire you but actually this is 
this is us so no you're not allowed <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. no 100 i mean definitely the one way to to retain passion to keep passion alive is through mystery and danger and you know retaining your individuality so that's definitely a big part of it definitely what's our story Franchi? well my sexuality yeah. has been discovered quite late as I'm, i grew up in a very traditional family in the countryside <clears throat> alone but i must say that i've always explored every detail with all my uh, intensity and all my passion so i was smelling flowers since i'm super small and, and young yeah. so I would say that maybe I discovered another part of my sexuality during my childhood. And then when I grew up and I met people and I've been starting to be social, I've been discovering, of course, that sexuality is so much more. I would say that my sexual energy is uh, um, connected to my, of course, uh, emotional uh, side. So I would say that sex for me, it's uh, truly it's part of my emotions. I wouldn't have sex with someone I don't love. I can fall in love in one day, but then I wouldn't have love, make love with someone if I don't have this sensation of love. Mm -hmm. So I would say that for me, it helps to bring, to, to build intimacy and trust, but it is not necessary for me to have sex because as I said, I have sex with my mind, I explore, I use my senses. So for me, it is an experience about the world of it, not just about the act of sex. So um, for me, it's about the act, it's about intimacy, uh, discovery, connection with the person, love, emotions. Then there is the other part of my sexuality, which is which I use every day in anything I discover because it is passion at the end of the day. Yeah, great. And there's a, there's actually a term for this called demisexual, which means that you're. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Francesca. But demisexual is when you uh, need to have uh, an emotional connection with someone. It could be the hottest person that walks into the room, and unless there's an emotional connection, it's just not happening. Um, and like I said before, the brain is the most powerful sex organ that we have. Uh, yeah. Same as sexual, which is the need for an intellectual connection. Um, and I love how you are so tuned into your environment and you can really benefit from all of these senses yes, around you. Totally. Um, and it just gives you like this extra sixth sense, which you can bring into such a sacred, such a sacred act. Yeah, and I wish people could experience what I experience. I mean, there are many people like I, like I am, but it's important for people to really discover the beauty of life and the beauty of details, because that's where also it's hiding the sexuality, the sexual energy we need. And uh, if we direct it in a, in a very pure way, it's, uh, it's magical. And uh, all the moments I had sex with people I didn't want to just because I was drunk or just because, uh, you know, mm. I was weak or I was sad and it was a way of reacting bad to the moment I just mm. I regret it because it was not the yeah. section that uh, you know toward something I wanted to so sometimes yeah. to direct it in a positive way it's important for our real happiness true happiness within yes totally yeah. and what about you Alejandra um, what about me? Oh, how has it influenced me? Well, I have, I've grown up in a very male dominated environment. So for me, I was always seeking approval from, from guys and, um, the age old tale of, you know, 
making sure the man was pleasured and kind of forgetting about myself. And this was such a narrative for me. It was just kept repeating, 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 repeating. Um, and I think this has this happens with with a lot of women um, until I really stepped into my sexuality and I realized that there's so much power to be said in in owning your sexuality, being confident. Um, and that, yeah, that's when I really that's when I really came alive sexually and and stopped trying to people please. I'm like a in recovery people pleaser. Mm. <laughs> I was just like to the point <laughs> to the point where like I tried I used to try people please so much and fit in that I was almost invisible. Um, and it had like the opposite effect, you know. Um, so I think just stepping into my sexuality and and really using that um, is such a large part of my personality as well. Like I'm definitely a flirtatious person, and I'm a sexual being, and um, I love sex and I love sharing intimate moments. But like you, Francesca, I need to have that emotional connection. Otherwise, um, I can come away from it feeling unsatisfied. Um, down used maybe even though that might not be the intention um but yeah i definitely need to have that emotional connection there as well yes and i think I we agree with that yeah <laughs> and i think one <laughs> major point which is like if i could give anyone a tip um it would just be know the power of eye contact because you when you use eye contact with confidence, it really creates intimacy. It allows for people to trust you. It allows for people to know that they're being heard and listened. And it also like allows for more of a community, like uh, 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 communication with um, a connection with you and the other person. And this could yeah. be in professional settings, in the bedroom, if you're going down on someone, like eye contact is everything, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Alejandra. So that is amazing. So as you can see, us wellness, the wonder ladies and Alejandra, we are yes. people who love our sexual connections with a connection, with intelligence, with energy yeah. and power. So please, all of you, is there any websites people need to check out, Alejandra? What do people need to see to yeah. learn about you even more? Yeah, so if you would like to check out my Instagram, uh, which is The Fifth House, uh, and then the website is thefifthhouse.org. Um, and it, as I said before, it's very much a collaborative platform. So if you are an artist, photographer, uh, writer, therapist, um, and you would like to collaborate and have your work shown on the platform, then I would be super happy to hear from you. And there's a contact, all the contact details on the webpage. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> And thanks to you ladies and your real powerful female strength. Like you guys know what you've got going on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, thank you to all of you for watching and listening. Remember, you can find us on YouTube. So please like, share, subscribe, follow us on all platforms, tell your friends and let them experience the wellness and of course the wonder. And let them experience their sexual energies with today's yes. episode with Alejandra. <laughs> 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 Take care. <laughs> Bye now.